0: Hello, thank you for coming back to my channel, or I mean, sorry, podcast. I always forgot because I used to make videos on YouTube, and you know, you you call the your account as channel on YouTube instead of podcast. And this is my second episode. I made the first episode a few days ago, and I surprisingly got two comments under under the first episode on YouTube. Right, I am sharing the podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcast. These are the two platforms that I'm sharing my content on. And I didn't expect to have any listeners, to be honest. So I was so shocked and I was so lucky and an honor to get comments from my listeners. And I do appreciate it. My name is Hubert. If this is your first time to uh, be here, I was born and grew up in China. I've been doing international marketing and branding in China for the past eight years or nine years. So it's about 10 years already. And I made this podcast because I realized that there's, um, there are several dif- differences between Chinese brands and international brands. And I find it pretty interesting because I kind of feel like there's a very big cultural influence behind those differences. And I want to discover why. And I want to explore the logic of marketing and branding with international marketers. It's also the reason why I'm creating the content in English, because I want to communicate with international marketers um, in order to get a different perspective on marketing and branding. So please feel free to share your opinion with me on youtube if you are listening to this podcast on youtube um, the channel is called hubert Chong, h-u-b-e-r-t-c-h-e-u-n-g it's my personal youtube channel and i used to make videos on this channel but currently i'm focusing on podcast because i feel like it's easier to make this type of content because i don't have to you know look at the camera and i always have problems with cameras It's uh, just my personal preferences. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple podcast, you may send an email to my personal email address, which is alwayshubert at gmail.com. All right. So in this episode, I would like to discuss several um, interesting facts with you. The first one is that You know copy is very important and we all know that when we are selling our products within china you know making a typo could be could cause big problems and uh, you're going to get like punished or criticized at least your leader is not going to be happy but making a typo in english when selling products internationally is not such a big deal for chinese companies I know that's funny, but um, I think it's very easy to understand it if you think about it, because English is not our first language, so we are naturally not that sensitive about the language, and China has—I mean—Chinese companies have been selling price-cost-competitive products in the past, which means. You don't really need to focus on the content or the quality of your content when you are selling. When you have a uh, big advantage of price, of pricing, you know the chances are consumers are going to find um, are going to find your products on Amazon, and they're going to look at your competitors and realize that you are at least like 50, 50% cheaper than your competitors. And chances are they're gonna try it out because they can always get a refund or a return on Amazon. It's uh, protected by the platform because they trust Amazon instead of your brand. Um, so why not try it out? They're not gonna, they won't lose anything except for time and some, um, and some troubles. But it's probably totally worth it because it's just so cheap so it's something that we are we are all very used to here in china which makes us neglect some of the uh, errors that or, or some of the stuff that we should have improved in our content which is like avoid um, using unnatural language avoid uh, making typos this kind of stuff but you know the uh, Chinese e-commerce is actually very advanced and it's well developed, I would say it's very competitive as well. If you want to like, um, survive in China make while selling products in, in China, it's very competitive. You had to focus on your content, you had to focus on uh, the communication of your product. And here's something that some of the Chinese brands are very used to now is that they would talk about the founder. They would talk about you know, a lot of the, the branding content that um, you know, international brands are, are doing. Chinese brands are also doing that, but within China. So they would let the founder talk about the, uh, the idea and, exp- and their experience about founding the brand and developing the product. And some of the stories behind the product development and some of the even some of the emotional stories with their customers is something that uh, you can see a lot of like a lot of international brands like Apple and Samsung that are doing Chinese brands are also doing that within China domestically. But when it comes to international market, um, content becomes not that important it's um so it's probably because one language is not our first language so we are not that sensitive about english or other foreign languages two we realize that it's almost like it's going to be very challenging for chinese people for chinese marketers to work on the content because you know again it's not our first language and we don't necessarily have the the cultural background to uh, create good content that could touch the customers in the target country let's say the US so instead of focus instead of working on something that we are not naturally good at why don't we focus on the product focus on the specs make it more cost competitive because it's actually something that you uh, I think it's a it's an advantage that Chinese companies were born to have because we have probably the most advanced supply chain in the world, here in China. So we could get almost like any product done at a, compa- at a competitive cost. It's also, I think, probably the reason why a lot of Chinese companies are sticking to the price strategy. At the same time, I'm not sure about what it's like in other countries. Um, Would you, for example, would you find it funny if a U.S. company, an American company is is trying to sell products to China exclusively using American marketers only to create the content, to write the copy in Chinese, to communicate with Chinese customers in Chinese, which means, you know, in this situation, the American marketers are not native speakers. They are pro- they are all learners of Chinese, of Mandarin Chinese, and they are trying to compete with, Amer- with with Chinese brands in the market of China. Would you find that like funny? At the same time, I think I kind of understand why it's um, you know Chinese companies are using Chinese marketers only to write the copy to communicate with um, them with American customers you know a lot of people I mean everyone is I mean English is such a common language in the world now so you can easily find someone who can speak English and you know the business owners are usually might not you know they might not be necessarily good at English so they don't really need to understand the content or they don't understand the content. As long as you know you can describe the price correctly and the product correctly, then it's they're good with it. And also it's also very difficult to hire a native speaker of English in China. You know, you have to deal with their visa and this language barrier. There's also there's also different work ethic, different cultural background. And let's face it, the population of native speaker in China is just not that high. So they would probably choose like bigger companies like Huawei, Lenovo, DJI, OnePlus, Anchor, you know, this type of Chinese companies because they're more stable. Why would they choose a startup or a or smaller Chinese companies when they might not be when chances are they might not even be able to afford the salary or the work visa. So please tell me, what's uh, what's the situation is like in your country? Um, do you also find this kind of problem? But I know the chances are you're probably also sell- selling um, your products and your services in English. So do you find that um, if you are from a non-English speaking country, do you? Do you think it's necessary to hire native speakers to work on the content? Or do you think companies in your country are realizing it and are hiring native speakers of English to work on the content? Please let me know in the comment section below. Alright, it's uh, almost 11 minutes already. I think it's, um, it's time to wrap it up. Alright, thank you for listening to this podcast. I will share more content about um, you know working in China as an international marketer and also some of the stories about Chinese brands, and um, what the work ethic and work environment in China are like if you are interested please let me know leave a comment in the comment section below on YouTube or just send me an email all right That's it for today. Thank you for listening again, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. I will talk to you next time.